Welcome to the Bible 365 podcast. My name is Randy Gudo, and it is day 339. Our reading for today is coming from Hosea chapters 1, 2, and 3, 1 John chapter 5, Psalm chapter 124, and Proverbs chapter 29, verses 5 through 8. The translation I'm using throughout this podcast is the English Standard Version, also known as the ESV, and our format is the one-year Bible. Let's read. Hosea chapter 1. The word of the Lord that came to Hosea, the son of Berai, in the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah, and in the days of Jeroboam, the son of Joash, king of Israel. When the Lord first spoke through Hosea, the Lord said to Hosea, Go, take to yourself a wife of whoredom and have children of whoredom, for the land commits great whoredom by forsaking the Lord. So he went and took Gomer, the daughter of Deblaim, and she conceived and bore him a son. And the Lord said to him, Call his name Jezreel, for in just a little while I will punish the house of Jehu for the blood of Jezreel, and I will put an end to the kingdom of the house of Israel, and on that day I will break the bow of Israel in the valley of Jezreel. She conceived again and bore a daughter, and the Lord said to him, Call her name No Mercy, for I will no more have mercy on the house of Israel to forgive them at all, but I will have mercy on the house of Judah, and I will save them by the Lord their God." I will not save them by bow, or by sword, or by war, or by horses, or by horsemen. When she had weaned no mercy, she conceived and bore a son. And the Lord said, Call his name, not my people, for you are not my people, and I am not your God. Yet the number of the children of Israel shall be like the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured or numbered. And in the place where it was said to them, You are not my people, it shall be said to them, Children of the living God. And the children of Judah and the children of Israel shall be gathered together, and they shall appoint for themselves one head, and they shall go up from the land, for great shall be the day of Jezreel. Hosea chapter 2. Say to your brothers, You are my people, and to your sisters, You have received mercy. Plead with your mother, plead, for she is not my wife, and I am not her husband, that she put away her whoring from her face, and her adultery from between her breasts lest I strip her naked and make her as in the day she was born, and make her like a wilderness, and make her like a parched land, and kill her with thirst. Upon her children also I will have no mercy, because they are children of whoredom. For their mother has played the whore. She who conceived them has acted shamefully. For she said, I will go after my lovers, who give me my bread and my water, my wool and my flax, my oil and my drink. Therefore I will hedge up her way with thorns, and I will build a wall against her, so that she cannot find her paths. She shall pursue her lovers, but not overtake them, and she shall seek them, but shall not find them. Then she shall say, I will go and return to my first husband, for it was better for me then than now. And she did not know that it was I who gave her the grain, the wine, and the oil, and who lavished on her silver and gold, which they used for Baal. Therefore I will take back my grain in its time, and my wine in its season, and I will take away my wool and my flax, which were to cover her nakedness. Now I will uncover her lewdness in the sight of her lovers, and no one shall rescue her out of my hand. And I will put an end to all her mirth, her feast, her new moons, her sabbaths, and all her appointed feast. And I will lay waste her vines and her fig trees, of which she said, These are my wages, which my lovers have given me. I will make them a forest, and the beast of the field shall devour them. And I will punish her for the feast days of the bales, when she burned offerings to them, and adorned herself with her ring and jewelry, and went after her lovers and forgot me, declares the Lord. 
Therefore, behold, I will allure her, and bring her into the wilderness, and speak tenderly to her. And there I will give her her vineyards, and make the valley of Achor a door of hope. And there she shall answer as in the days of her youth, as at the time when she came out of the land of Egypt. And in that day, declares the Lord, you will call me my husband, and no longer will you call me my Baal. For I will remove the names of the Baals from her mouth, and they shall be remembered by name no more. And I will make for them a covenant on that day with the beast of the field, the birds of the heavens, and the creeping things of the ground. And I will abolish the bow, the sword, and war from the land, and I will make you lie down in safety. And I will betroth you to me forever. I will betroth you to me in righteousness and in justice, in steadfast love and in mercy. I will betroth you to me in faithfulness, and you shall know the Lord. And in that day I will answer, declares the Lord. I will answer the heavens, and they shall answer the earth. And the earth shall answer the grain, the wine, and the oil. And they shall answer Jezreel, and I will sow her for myself in the land. And I will have mercy on no mercy. And I will say to not my people, you are my people. And he shall say, you are my God. Hosea chapter 3. And the Lord said to me, Go again, love a woman who is loved by another man and is an adulteress, even as the Lord loves the children of Israel, though they turn to other gods and love cakes of raisins. So I bought her for fifteen shekels of silver and a homer and a lethek of barley. And I said to her, You must dwell as mine for many days. You shall not play the whore or belong to another man. So will I also be to you. For the children of Israel shall dwell many days without king or prince, without sacrifice or pillar, without ephod or household gods. Afterward, the children of Israel shall return and seek the Lord their God, and David their king, and they shall come in fear to the Lord and to his goodness in the latter days. 1 John chapter 5 Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves whoever has been born of Him. By this we know that we love the children of God, when we love God and obey His commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments. And His commandments are not burdensome. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? This is He who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. Not by the water only, but by the water and the blood. And the Spirit is the one who testifies, because the Spirit is the truth. For there are three that testify, the Spirit and the water and the blood, and these three agree. If we receive the testimony of men, the testimony of God is greater. For this is the testimony of God that He has borne concerning His Son. Whoever believes in the Son of God has the testimony in Himself. Whoever does not believe God has made Him a liar, because He has not believed in the testimony that God has borne concerning His Son. And this is the testimony, that God gave us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. And this is the confidence that we have toward Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked of Him. If anyone sees his brother committing a sin not leading to death, he shall ask, and God will give him life. To those who commit sins that do not lead to death, there is sin that leads to death. I do not say that one should pray for that. 
All wrongdoing is sin, but there is sin that does not lead to death. We know that everyone who has been born of God does not keep on sinning, but he who was born of God protects him, and the evil one does not touch him. We know that we are from God, and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding, so that we may know Him who is true. And we are in Him who is true, in His Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Psalm chapter 124 If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, If it had not been the Lord who was on our side when people rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us up alive. When their anger was kindled against us, then the flood would have swept us away. The torrent would have gone over us. Then over us would have gone the raging waters. Blessed be the Lord, who has not given us as prey to their teeth. We have escaped like a bird from the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken, and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Proverbs chapter 29, verses 5 through 8. A man who flatters his neighbor spreads a net for his feet. An evil man is ensnared in his transgression, but a righteous man sings and rejoices. A righteous man knows the rights of the poor. A wicked man does not understand such knowledge. Scoffers set a city aflame, but the wise turn away wrath. For today's devotional, we're going to look at Proverbs chapter 29, verse 8. There were a number of passages, just from 1 John chapter 5, that I really wanted to do the devotional on. But I just felt drawn to this verse today. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 8 says this, Scoffers set a city aflame, but the wise turn away wrath. The NLT says it like this, Mockers can get a whole town agitated, but the wise will calm anger. This feels so relative to where we are today. Over the last few years in the United States alone, we've saw entire cities literally aflame, businesses burned down, destroyed, shut down permanently. I mean, I'm talking historic levels for this country all around the nation. But as you look at different videos, and if you go on social media, do you know what you'll find? You'll find key strategic scoffers, mockers, people who use their mouth to stir up problems. And it seems like it is very easy to do today. It's easy for a mocker to get a whole town agitated. It's easy for a scoffer to set a city aflame. But do you know it's a bigger challenge? To find a wise man or woman or group of people who can turn away wrath, who can calm anger. I like to tease sometimes when I'm preaching and talking about marriage, and I'll talk about the greatest words that any man can say to his wife if they've been fighting and tensions have been elevated. He just needs to use every woman's favorite two words, which are calm down. Now we know that that is absolutely untrue and that completely lacks all wisdom. That will not calm any situation around. That will cause that house to be aflame and agitated. But getting back to this passage now, mockers can get a whole town agitated, but the wise will calm anger. Mockers can cause an entire company to become agitated and can cause it to be aflame. Mockers and scoffers can cause a church 
to go aflame, and not the good flame, not the flame of the Holy Spirit, they can cause an entire church to become agitated. Mockers and scoffers can take a good organization, a good thing, and cause the whole thing to go up in flames. But I'm going to tell you, a valuable, rare commodity is to find a wise person who can step into that situation and turn away wrath and calm anger. My desire right now in my life as I read this passage is that as I move forward in life, that I can be a man who walks in wisdom so that regardless of what situation I come into, whether it's in my home, on my job, in my church, in my community, no matter where I am, and things begin to become inflamed and agitated, that I can pause and say, God, what does wisdom say right now in this situation? What are some wise words that I can say? Or is wisdom being silent and walking away? Is wisdom standing up and saying, stop? Is wisdom saying, hey, everyone, let's just pause and pray about this situation right now. A person who operates in wisdom becomes very valuable to an organization, to a church, in that family, or in any company of people. Let's pray. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We're living in a time, in an era, where cities and countries all around are aflame. Whole towns of people agitated, stirred up by media, stirred up by social media, stirred up by bad actors, hypocrites who are telling outright lies with the intention to call cities to be aflame, to cause whole towns to be agitated. Today, we ask that you would allow us and help us to be guided by your wisdom. Let us become wise people who know how to turn away wrath and who can calm anger. And to do this, we need your presence in our lives. We need to be led by your Holy Spirit. Your word has to have an active place in our life. And so we humble ourselves and say, God, lead us. Give us your wisdom so that we can operate and walk in wisdom in a world that desperately needs it. Draw us close by the presence of your Holy Spirit and reveal your Son to us. We ask all these things in the precious name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. Well, I sure hope that you enjoyed today's devotional. If you're getting something out of the Bible 365 podcast, make sure to share it with your family and with your friends. Please continue to pray for me. I'm praying for you. Have a great day, everyone, and I will see you tomorrow with day 340.